And welcome everyone to Films with Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hi. And Mama Kay. Hey everybody. Very enthusiastic. <laughs> and tonight we are reviewing Onward, another Pixar film. I believe this is our fourth Pixar film. You know what's competing with Pixar films right now is most reviewed type of movie we do? What's that? Soderbergh films. We've done three Soderbergh films, and now Pixar's taking the lead at four really? Pixar films. I know it's not quite a one one to one correlation in movie studio and one director, but hmm. yeah, I just thought we'd keep track of that. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Onward, um, one of two Pixar films coming out this year. I think we won't need spend all the time in the world on talking about how pretty much all of us love Pixar. Um, it's really how can you not? They make films for all ages. They're very consistently high quality. Like That's something you, that I was like thinking about watching this today. I was like, these are the Pixar films are getting more and more adult geared, and like I can, I couldn't imagine being a child watching some of the newer Pixar films coming out. It's hard to say because when I, I mean, I, I go back and watch Toy Story, the first Pixar film. That's a got tons of great adult stuff. The very beginning of that movie is a whole like. Um, He's he's doing like a meeting with everybody, and it's very relatable now as an adult. All the all the little like like meeting <laughs> things he's talking about. But as a kid, I didn't. I thought it was just funny as soon as they cut to oh Andy birthday party today, and then they all freaked out. Like I think I think Pixar by and large always caters to all ages pretty well. So the plot of Onward in a suburban fantasy world, two teenage elf brothers Ian and Barley Lightfoot, played by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt respectively, embark on an extraordinary quest to discover if there is still a little magic left out there. It's a very vague premise because the actual premise is much more specific, but that's that's good for now. Because uh, if you haven't seen Onward, we are going to spoil it. Uh, it's in theaters now, Pixar. So if you like Pixar, if you have kids, this is a good movie to go see right now because. Beginning of the year, uh, not the highest quality time of year. But this uh, this this has a general stamp of quality on it. High high ratings across the board. So go check it out if you have any interest. Oh, good. I didn't know that. What are the ratings on it right now? Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, Eighty six on Rotten Tomatoes for critics. Ninety seven for the user score. This is all mm-hmm. up as of this recording. I guess it could change in a couple of days when this comes out. Uh, Metacritic score is kind of low. It's in the mid sixties. Um, and then I think uh, what's the other one? The IMDb score, I want to say it's on like 7.6, but that doesn't really help at all because everything at IMDb is between like 5 and 8. So, I mean, it's, it's whatever. Um, it's pretty solid, though. A solid, solid Pixar numbers. I mean, Pixar, we've talked about it before. The number of movies above like 95% is like half of their movies. So, it's yeah, like it's crazy. the bar is high. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Before we get into Onward, something happened in this theater that I have not seen in a very long time, (laughs) Uh, and uh, I don't know if I've actually seen this exact thing ever, so sometimes for kids' movies, sometimes (laughs) less so recently, but a lot back in 90s, 2000s, probably even before that, Mama K, you can testify to that since you were around before that there was a short animated uh, feature before our movie started one that i did not know was coming and it was a simpsons short everyone yeah. remembers the simpsons right been around for well, 30 years pixar's, the Yellow family pixar pixar has been doing shorts for all their movies the, well, they do yeah, it for you, all their movies yeah well, incredibles yeah, bow. Had, had bow yeah oh i feel I like think they moana don't have had them. one is that moana pixar? moana had lava 
I guess yeah. okay. I guess Pixar does do a good amount of. I guess I hadn't seen one in a while because the whenever I see other animated movies, I don't know if they usually have them. I, I guess there are some. I, those Minion ones probably have some, but I never watch that. I don't watch those ones. The the Despicable Me franchise. Uh, but this mm-hmm. is the first Simpsons one I've seen. I've never seen yes, a Simpsons that is, short. That is very true. So that is the uniqueness of this one. It was not a Pixar short. It was a Simpsons short because Simpsons now owned by Disney, as is Pixar, which they made it very clear with the several mouse things <laughs> happening. Um, it's a short, silent film uh, about Maggie, the little girl in The Simpsons. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk too much about, like, everyone knows Simpsons. Yellow Family, 30 years on TV, animated yep. family, everyone knows. Everyone should know. Uh, Maggie's the little baby. She uh, meets another little baby at the park when her mom takes her there. And they start like a little like baby baby relationship, like a baby romance, which is not as gross and creepy as it sounds. It's very it's very cute and tasteful. Uh, not, I, don't, not I disagree. Well, okay. We won't I spend too, too much time. I too disagree. All right. Maybe it's not so maybe it's a little creepy and not not as tasteful as I thought it was. Maggie and the they have a little connection, the baby gets taken away, then Homer takes her the next couple of days, but he's Homer, so he doesn't do it right. He takes her to the wrong place because it has a food truck, so he goes yeah. to the food truck place. There's the skateboard and, park. Idiot. The whole thing is Maggie trying to find her her little baby. Her ba- you're right; it sounds terrible. Her baby lover, and uh, and uh, we see her go through the sta- stages of grief, and she's drinking milk out of a bottle, but it's like liquor. And in the end, the babies do the the, the running and the train thing, uh, like running after the train, like oh no, don't leave me. And then it's a train on the circular track, so it comes right. back. And we have a nice happy ending where they share binkies. Um, any opinions on this on this short? We don't have to do a full thing, but uh, Nicole. I mean, I was very surprised to see that. I actually forgot that um, Disney picked up The Simpsons. I know there's a huge fandom, you know, dedicated to The Simpsons. I I was never a part of that. I was too young to watch it. Like it just didn't interest me. I never picked it up as an adult. So um, I was very surprised to see that. Uh, I thought it was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, just. The way that they made her so uh, adult was very odd. Like the whole drink in the bottle, like a like a beer, and I don't know if you're sexualized or something. It was strange. I don't know how I how I feel about it, but it was an interesting choice for them to pick the Simpsons of anything else that they own to create a, a short for this. I think to kind of welcome them into the... Because, you know, 20th Century Fox has only been part of the Disney umbrella for about a year. They're the, the latest acquisition. They also have Marvel, Lucasfilms, and Pixar, and a million Nat Geo, a bunch of other stuff. I wonder what people that are really Simpson, big Simpsons fans will think about this being put on, to, on top of a Pixar film. Well, okay, you're an original Simpsons fan from Tracy Ullman <laughs> Show days, and yeah. uh, you also are a Pixar fan. So what do you think of this combination here? Uh, I too was kind of taken aback for a second. I was like, is this, is this just a commercial for Universal Studios in the beginning? Um, uh-huh. and then, and, and then I was like, really, it took me about halfway through to go, oh, right. Disney acquired The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It just feels very strange. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. I mean, I, you didn't thought- like the short or the combination or, or the both. combination was weird because when I go to a Pixar movie, uh, I typically want to see see something like a bow or uh, the old guys playing chess. I want something really that I haven't seen before and something cool, a really cool short. 
Um, this was not that. I mean, it was it was actually just <laughs> reminiscent of going to the movies when I was a kid to see any movie. It didn't have to be um, an animated movie. And they would have at least one cartoon, maybe two cartoons before the movie even started. And that would typically be like Bugs Bunny or something like that. Um, yeah, that's what I was getting to earlier when I said yeah. they don't really do this anymore because it doesn't. No. It doesn't feel like a Pixar short because it's not. It's a it, Simpsons short, yeah, it's and a, I was yeah, meaning like it feels like an old school kind of uh, before your movie starts. Here's some tunes for the kids kind of thing. It yeah. also didn't help that like sitting exactly next to me was a very young child, maybe three years old, and I looked at him. I'm like, oh god, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Yeah, it was it was really weird. I mean, it was. It was it was in the vein of your regular Simpsons fair, I think, but I didn't like what yeah. they I didn't like where they put Maggie in this. I just didn't like her as this. I don't know that it felt sexualized to me, but it's just this, you know, she's a baby. Mature, Let her be a, mature or something. Yeah, just be a, be a baby. And, you know, and the the boy character and the way that she was playing with his hair i was just like i don't like this i don't like the way this is looking to me it's very (laughs) icky and there was not a whole lot of uh there was a teenager sitting next to me and when it came on she was like oh my god no and (laughs) most of the people in the theater did not have any sort of major reaction to it except for when they figured out at the end that he was on that you know oval train track as opposed to actually just getting on a train and going away and they were never going to see each other again right. no he he was coming right around again and people were like oh ha, 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 that's funny um but other than that it just was so out of place and weird and then it then i was like uh thank god you know the disney castle thing came up and then i was like okay but i'm still not quite there yet like i was still kind of in the simpsons world and like it i could live without that all right, I guess I'm on an island here saying I really like this short, and I really like this uh, welcoming into the Disney umbrella. The things I didn't mm-hmm. like about it were the fucking forced... The, they had that thing at the end of the... the, in the I don't remember what the name of the company is that does The Simpsons, but it's... The, the, Gracie sh- Films. It's Gracie Films, and it has yeah Mickey Mouse. Mickey in the goddamn audience. I'm like, get him. I get it. You own them now. But as far as the quality of the short itself, I really like the short. I like the silent film take on it if you're gonna do that you really can only do one of the main characters because all the other ones talk um I, it i was a big simpsons fan all my childhood i went back and watched all the ones that i was too young for in early 90s and watched probably all the way up through the late uh what, i don't even know what you call it, the to, to, to the 2010 range and then i was i kind of outgrew it but the first 20 years of simpsons existence existence and and the first 15 or so of mine i was all about the simpsons this harkens back to it real good i don't watch anymore i haven't caught up but uh the, the comedy hit well maggie's uh i like the maggie getting drunk on the on the milk thing and the, the way marge enters the room is real creepy i love when she's smashing the speak and spell button we actually had a reaction than that in our audience yeah, that's saying, true why, well why, i did why why why, why that's why, yeah. that's pretty I was I was laughing pretty hard at that. I was I was legitimately laughing at that one. Uh, the train is funny. I think it's a funny little short. I, and I get it's not a, your usual Pixar short. And I think the best it doesn't rank with the best Pixar shorts, but there have been a lot of them. And and I, I did Toy Story four have a Pixar short? Cause I don't remember that one having a short. I think that's why I'm saying that I don't remember one since Bow. Because mm. we all did Toy I'm Story four. Sure. I don't think we talked about a short. I don't I don't remember. I don't think short. so either. And I. And Toy Story 4 was a long movie. I mean, that might have been, maybe that's part of what 
you know, those are about. Toy, Four, Toy Story 4 not that much longer than this. This was like an hour 49, I want to say. Hour 43. It's not yeah, long, I but Toy I mean. Toy Story was almost two hours, so. Maybe that was why. Nicole did say when we left the theater, it felt pretty short. The trailers were shorter. Even with the short, the movie itself was shorter. It's kid stuff, so. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's a positive for Nicole the, that we, we yes, got in, a, in, in and out in two hours. So, all right. I think we've talked <laughs> enough about the short. I would recommend yeah. it. Would you guys? Sounds like you guys would not recommend it. No. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Not that you would watch it on its own. I mean, I guess if it came out on the internet, you know, in six months, then if you want to watch it on YouTube. But I would recommend it to not one recommend, two not recommends for Maggie's <laughs> love story, <laughs> silent love story. Uh, all right. On to the main course now. Uh, onward, the film. Um, so this we start with like a flashback. This world is basically like prehistoric times, medieval times, and it has magic. There's magic creatures. Th- magic- creatures mythical creatures everything is a mythical creature there aren't any traditional humans there's trolls and centaurs and uh pixies and unicorns gnomes unicorns yeah you think of a mythical creature it's probably somewhere in here um and then uh as as magic is uh, or as technology advances uh magic kind of falls by the wayside because technology is so easy we get it with the light bulb first it's so easy magic takes effort but if I could just flip a switch and then we get more and more inventions and then eventually the world looks kind of like it does today for humans, except it's populated by all these mythical creatures. So it's, it's, right. you know, respectively around, they, they have smartphones, like they, they, like all of their, their suburban life seems very similar to ours here in 2020. Uh, and our protagonist is uh, Ian, Ian Lightfoot. He is a mm-hmm. teenage elf. He's turning 16, and his older brother is uh, Barley, and he is uh, taking a gap year, so we can assume in his early 20s. Uh, is their that mother what is he Laurel. was doing? <laughs> I think the, 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 the mom says it at one point when she closes oh, his door. Okay. If we could, this, is said, this is the longest, longest gap year. <laughs> oh. I was like, I don't know how old this dude is. <laughs> That's that's that was my indication that he's you know twenty two and finished a semester of college kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the, that's your that's your uh, family. We meet other characters as we go. I mean, I guess you know you get you get Cole Bronco is the the cop. You get Corey the Manticore. Uh, you get the dad kind of, and then a bunch of other people. But the whole story is uh, Ian and Barley's father uh, died when they when uh, Barley was very young before Ian was born, uh, and he he they want to meet him. Uh, and Bar- Ian is kind of shy, timid, and idealizes his father that he never knew. Barley is super into D and D kind of shit, which in this world is not only D and D, but it's also history. So it's a nice, clever right. mix of nerdism. Uh, so he's 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 like um, yeah. So he he's like a combo like D and D, Magic the Gathering, yeah, that kind of nerd. That's what with, I got too yeah. with a history nerd though, because it's actually their history. So it's an interesting combination, uh, kind of activisty too. He's changed himself to old relics because he doesn't want them torn down. So he's a very interesting combination of character of of different character stereotypes. Types of, uh, yeah. when they find uh, not find are presented a. St- it's a, a, a gift. They don't know what it is, uh, which was supposed to be given to them when they were both at least 16. Uh, it is a magic staff, uh, magic stick staff, I guess. Uh, and it has a little crystal in it and uh, it has instructions for a spell. Uh, Barley cannot ca- summon the spell, even though he knows all that shit about 
you know, magic. Uh, but Ian can. Ian has the, the, the magic touch. So he, he uses the spell, but uh, he is distracted. The crystal breaks, and they bring back half of their father. Uh, half as in the, the legs and lower <laughs> torso of their father. So weird. Uh, so the movie is finding another crystal so they can complete the spell and bring their father back because they have a 24-hour timeline. That's how long the visiting spell, which is what it's called, lasts for. Um, so mm. Ian has to go on a journey with Barley because Barley has all the knowledge of the history and the magic, and Ian is the one who is able to cast the spells. Uh, and it becomes a buddy road trip movie with obstacles and challenges and learning and love and family along the way. So, uh, okay. And brotherhood, yes, very important. Mom, okay, what do you think of the plot of Onward? Um, I think it's a good plot. I think it's cute. Um, I have to say from the very get go is that the one thing that we don't see a lot of in um animated movies, we see a lot of princesses, we see a lot of sisters doing a lot of stuff. We don't see a lot of brother things. Um, even you know Disney's not good at that, with the exception of Brother Bear. I think uh, from <laughs> I'm sure there's other back. ones, but yeah, but brother bear is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's buddy movies. There's, you know, Buzz and Woody and things like that, but there's not, you know, there's not a brother, a brother movie. And so this was really, I was looking forward to this because of that. Um, seeing what everybody looks like in this, I thought, is this trolls? Like kind of not trolls, but what's like, it, it, it had a very strong, Shrek meets Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs vibe for me. Um, so more of a DreamWorks the, animation or an Illumination yeah, animation than traditional. I mean, Pixar. it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think the theme, the 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 characters and everything like that behind it felt like that. It when you're looking at it, it's definitely it looks like a Pixar movie. Um, so I'm glad that they 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 chose to do this and that they picked brothers to do this and that it actually became a very. Uh, it, it became about their it, about their journey together, and and you find out in the end that you know brothers are important, um, and, because that's just kind of overlooked a lot. So I was I was happy about that. I think sometimes um, it's kind of hard to gather a big audience for something like that. I mean, there was there were some families in our theater, but not a whole lot of little little kids, which I I get this this seemed like a very mature movie to me. Um I know it was there was this thing when I moved when I went to the theater that was like, this is rated PG. Make sure that your kids are, you know, I'm like, PGs, anybody can see that now. It's not a big deal. So but I can see where it was like kind of mature themes. Um, even the dad walking around as just a pair of pants for the whole time seemed really, um, I don't know, weird to me. Like kind of, I think kids, I think it was a little scary. I think honestly, I think, you know, they encounter some, you know, there's a lot of wizardry and dragons and in the beginning it's all very cute. And then it starts as it's going along and the magic starts to develop. Um, it's just, it's just a different it's it's not your Anna and Elsa magic. You know, this is a very different this is this is boy magic. This is how to train your dragon magic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I think they do a good job with it though. I'm I plot wise I want I'm gonna give it a four. What do you think, Nicole? Um, I agree with a lot of, of things that, that you said, Mama Kay. I I really like that they picked um brothers for this movie you know to show that it's not just sisters that can create bonds together but it's very important for boys to do that too um 
because that was great for a younger male audience to see that you know um especially in like this day and age of of bullying and things like that like Mm -hmm. to rely on your on your brother is very important you know for a lot of people and i'm glad that they showed that with this um i thought i have one thing i do have to disagree with you on is i think that the pants was hysterical (laughs) um i just it was like weekend at bernie's right it was that's what it felt like to (laughs) me it was like with the big clothing top with the with the fake clothes and the sunglasses yeah they yeah. gave him, they gave the, the legs enough personality that it became a person. Like, mm-hmm. he was looking for the sons with his foot tapping. He he was, yeah, that was super cute. he was self-aware, and it really made him feel like a character. It, it, like, they were doing this for him. Like, even if he couldn't talk or didn't have a top half, like, it was still, it was still their dad. <laughs> and, like, I, I liked that. Like, it didn't matter what his dad looked like. That was still their dad. Um... So I I quite enjoyed the whole comedic part of it with the oversized sweatshirt and it's flopping everywhere and hanging off half the time. <laughs> that kind of stuff really makes me laugh. So I like that part <laughs> of it. But the the story overall and the the setting, you know, that's used, I think is a really smart choice. I haven't seen anything besides, you know, it definitely has fe- has feelings of how to train your dragon and and Shrek and like these things like it does pick up on those but in a different way where we get a lot of like like the like the van is like that's yeah. not in another film you know and those types <laughs> of things are are pretty cool like i really liked the idea of this being in some sort of old world where there's all these little characters there was like a little gremlin in there there was like all types of little dudes and <laughs> it made it just feel like a like a world but but still very some, relatable um right yeah i agree yeah, I thought this was I thought it was very sweet this film, so I'm also going to give the plot a 4. Yeah, I I get what you guys are saying. It's you guys are kind of comparing it to non-Pixar stuff, more DreamWorks stuff, which is like you, you guys have both said Shrek, well, How to Train what Your Mama Dragon. That's said. It was the the vibe of it wasn't necessarily Pixar to begin with. I I picked up on that as well. Like it felt like a DreamWorks film or it felt like something else. I kind of understand where you guys are coming from because the way I would describe it, I took a while to get in. Um this didn't start great for me i wasn't in until the road trip kicks off and we hit the manticore tavern up to mm-hmm. manticore tavern i'm not and i kind of compare it to coco which is another this that's the pixar film i could compare it to the most as far as how i was feeling the whole time beginning of coco i don't love the beginning of coco until he makes it to you know de- the land of the dead same thing with this i don't get into this movie until the first stop on the journey uh and then from then on it kicks into pixar and i'm like oh why did i even doubt you of course you're gonna take care of me but the uh but the yeah <laughs> the beginning it, it takes a while to get like the characters are like kind of goofy and like jokey but it, you're right it feels like that kind of cheaper jokey and not like um not that more heartfelt like i'm not into these characters yet it takes a while i realize once we get to big character moments later on that they've just been working me slowly and i just i needed to get through that that part do you ever put yourself in in the shoes of these characters with having a brother yourself like i like i remember when we talked about frozen 2 i you know was able to put myself into the shoes of my sister and I in this type of plot of of coming together like do you ever feel that in this I consciously try to but that's not it's usually not <laughs> how I watch movies I I kind of watch as like a the third a lot some people watch movies and they're kind of first person with it like they get in there and imagine like they're their their spot in it I'm much more third person omniscient view like I look at a story and I'm like 
I'm I'm looking at the characters as characters. I'm looking at as a at a creator perspective as opposed to uh, in the story perspective. And so so I, I and, and another thing like you know I have I similar family structure. I have one brother. Uh, although personality types as far as when we were kids, I'm probably closer to the younger brother when we were younger, and my brother is closer personality type to the <laughs> other brother. I would argue. Okay, is that yeah? Personality wise, you're right. But as far as like presentation it's way i mean they kind of i, I was it was another one i was like, have has somebody been looking at my life and they just picked my two kids to put in this movie because yeah. the hair the the younger one's hair and everything it, it just everything about it i was like oh but they look, well, look they look wise look like we, you guys but we kind of match our respective age like our not age brackets but like you know i i look more like the older brother and the younger brother kind of looks like my brother yes i understand what you mean but personality (laughs) wise like the younger brother acts more like i did when i was younger not how i am now but when i was younger and then vice versa griffin my brother is definitely more of the (laughs) other one um so right and it's hard to yeah it's hard to think of the older brother as being because this older brother is a little bit i mean he's a misfit in this movie and that's not typically an older brother's role their older brother is the one that's supposed to you know lay put down the lay of the land this is how it's going to be and then the younger younger one comes along you know so sometimes uh, but not always i mean i agree that in the general and nicole's an older sibling so i think it's similar for for her but sometimes the older siblings the I know they 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 say it in this movie, not with saying fuck up, but the screw up, the mess yeah, up, the a screw up. You know. Yeah. Um. Where were we? Plot. Um. It's it's yeah. uh, it's okay at the beginning. It gets better by the time the themes kick in. I'm totally on board. So I'll go with a four. Um. It's average material elevated by the Pixar team as as usual, yeah. like as as per usual. Uh. Not always. They they they've made some duds, but this is not one of those plot wise anyway uh the characters we have two main characters ian and barley we have a couple of side characters laurel the mother Corey, the manticore and colt bronco the cop slash stepfather <laughs> and then we have several other smaller characters uh the legs are a character which is really the father yeah. which we don't really meet the father we basically know him as legs uh specter and gore are cops uh there's dewdrop the pixie the, the leader of the pixie gang Greklin, the pawn shop yeah. owner there's a lot of like random little smaller characters in here oh, john God. ratzenberg gets a cameo um so uh <laughs> back to you nicole what do you think of the characters in this yeah, um, I was pleasantly surprised by the majority of these characters. I really thought that they were a lot of fun. And one of the things that really impressed me was how they had the mom played out in this film. Like, usually when you watch yeah. a cartoon, you know, the mom's like so meek and, oh, I, I hope my kids are safe and, you know, really not as invested it's like totally i can't explain it it's just a different attitude and this mom was so on board she's like i'm finding my fucking kids we're going let's do this road <laughs> trip her bridget she's... fonda to work out tapes oh. <laughs> jane, fonda. jane fonda whatever i'm, I'm using yeah. the younger one no she's doing p90 she was doing p90x bitches she wasn't <laughs> messing with any of that jane fonda crap <laughs> she was awesome i don't she's know like, uh... i i, I, I I loved how on board she was with 
she wasn't mad at her kids and that's what it normally is like you had the man the mom and she's so mad and she not her she knew that what they were doing and she was proud of them and i really appreciated that character i liked the mom a lot um i liked the i liked both kids i thought that that their two personalities worked well together because i can just see why both of them wanted to do this and you know the typical fighting with your siblings is so accurate i i like that but they didn't overdo it which is always good too because then it's like okay they're constantly fighting it's annoying but they had a little bit of it in there to make you understand you know where they're coming from so i did like that um <laughs> thinking about that which part? I'm thinking about that lizard in the punch. <laughs> oh my you guys god! Know who played that? You guys know who played the 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 pawn shop owner? No, Cindy Lauper. Have been. <laughs> okay, any guesses? It's gonna be pretty interesting no, when I, I say it. No, I feel like it was what's her face from Monsters Inc. Oh, you didn't finish your paperwork. Yeah, the, exactly. I don't. I don't know who played like Roz, but Grecklin, the pawn shop owner, is played by Tracy Ullman, the original person. No. That the, the, oh, that's awesome. From Tracy Ullman show Simpsons back to that original thing. Oh but, wow! Yeah. It's Tracy well, Ullman there awesome. doing that cackle. She was fucking hysterical. <laughs> I love. Good. I love awkward like. I love characters that are so like funny, funnily made. Like they made her so weird on purpose, and it really, it really like portrays well. Um, yeah, so she, Cindy Lauper would have good done a good job there too. Actually, yeah. yeah, she kind of looked like her. That's why I was thinking. It was yeah, her. <laughs> well, but no, um, that's not good. <laughs> uh, that character is great. I like I love comedic bits in in Pixar films. They just do them so great. Um, every, everybody else was was fine. I wasn't as keen on the centaur stepdad. You know, he wasn't my favorite. It, it, his his character growth really wasn't anything in, intriguing to me. But um, all in all, I just these are fun characters. They're not my favorite Pixar characters. Um, they're not the worst Pixar characters. So I'm gonna settle no. with everyone on a three. What do you got, Mama K? I like the characters too. I I did. The only thing that was bothersome for me is they felt a little retread. Uh, like I said, like the the centaur uh, boyfriend cop guy reminded me exactly of Flintlock would in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, Flintlockwood's the the main character. I'm assuming you mean the Mr. T cop. No, Flintlockwood. Oh. (laughs) The one who says Flint Lockwood. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm wow. saying he says Flint Lockwood because the main character's I love name that is Flint Lockwood. He's not say he doesn't show up and say his own name. Flint Lockwood. <laughs> like he's I'm Flint Lockwood. No, no that's not he what does, happens. It's not on right. Mary Poppins. It's no, he he is you're talking about the cop, the Mr. T cop in Flight of the Chance to be yes. also not the Anyway, main him. The, yes. yeah, okay. That that guy. That's who he he re, he retreads him for me. That's what it feels like. Um Cloud of the Chance to Meatballs, by the way, not a Pixar, not a Disney. That's a that's a DreamWorks. I so. I I know, I know. And then you know the the older brother because I think of because of the van maybe he's a little Dewey Finn from uh, Jack Black and in, in um, School, School of, of Rock, Rock. I feel like okay. a little bit. Yeah, and then <laughs> the. I the get it, but brother, like that's a weird, that's a weird, that's a weird thing to steal from. I mean, it's just like it's that's just kind of an archetype. I feel like there was, uh, yeah, I know, but I feel like there's a little bit of that. Like there's a a little bit of that a, a lot of the time. There's the little pixies or whatever those are called, 
They remind me of the fairy godmother in Shrek. I mean, they have the same kind the of butch biker gang. The bi- <laughs> the butch biker gang. Yeah. I mean, they remind you of the, the fairy, fairy godmother from Shrek. I-, I was on board with the first one. A little bit of a reach yeah. in the second one. This one I don't really get at no. all. <laughs> Fairy Godmother and Shrek. I mean, she was mean and evil, and those 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 little sprites were like, mm. you know, they were they they took that little Seven Eleven to town or whatever that was. That's not how the Fairy Godmother. Fairy Godmother was much more. Um, uh, uh, she she had a plan. Like these ones are just these are they're just she fucking shit up because they're because they're ba- bikers. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I know, but it's just the way I don't know the way that they looked, the way they flew into things. There was just a a lot of that was reminiscent. The younger brother mm-hmm. reminded me of the the kid the boy in Ratatouille. Um, you said that it, a couple of, like... a couple of different ones now. Well, they use the same. Like? They use the same face. They just made him blue and gave him different hair. It's, it looks the exact same. And they gave him elf ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's reminiscent um, of other of past animated. Yes, yes. They're they're running out yeah. of ways to make them look different. Than other things. <laughs> I, yes, right. I understand. Yeah. So and but I found the mom very refreshing. Actually, I did when she was on. I was like, I don't know another character like her that I've run across. And like Nicole was saying, she was just. Uh, she was a boss. She was a badass. At at momming and and it wasn't in the way that you know you don't get to see adults in other pixar movies behave this way with their children you know andy's mom you see her feet or her hands holding a laundry basket or you know it's like um it's very it it was different and it was cool and i like the way that she interacted incredibles yeah that was i mean yeah that's that's a whole family that's a family thing yeah, Yeah. yeah and um, but I just think that I, I like, and being the mom of boys, I liked her interaction. I liked the way that she, she was with her boys. And the fact that, you know, they've been without a father figure in the family for such a long time, she, you know, that could have made her really overprotective or it could have made her f- more masculine that she, than she needed to be in real life, but she wasn't. She just seemed like a really, you know, like she just was mom in the right way, and she had some good kids to show for it. I didn't care for dad pants. Uh, I didn't care that he <laughs> was. <laughs> when he okay, so well, real quick with some moments with dad pants. There is some the way he's like limping around and like like on the police car when they pull him over and he's like leaning on the hood. I think he's drunk. <laughs> Other thing is, Nicole and I were dying when the pixies are chasing after them in the cars, and it, it he falls out the window, and it looks like he's flipping them off furiously. <laughs> that that had our theater dying. There's some great Dude, dad pants I just moments. didn't. I, I did not think any of that was funny oh, at all. Man, uh, no. I didn't. And and you know, and I also didn't want him to be when they showed pictures of him when he was alive, when he was with you know the family. He looked like a fucking hipster, and I'm like, Jim he's not from the be office. A, he did. I was thinking that too. I'm like, his voice must be Chris, uh, John Krasinski because they, you know, in the beginning, the the younger brother is listening to a recording of of his voice. And <laughs> when I don't we know get if to it, I think not. they handled it pretty well. Like when we actually get the person, but we we'll get to that when we. Get I to think that. I think it's a good idea. I think what they did with the pants is a good idea. I just I don't know. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, pants. I'm glad. I, There's okay, some I'm great moments say, with I'm, the pants. I'm, I'm glad the boys had the pants. Let's put it that way, <laughs> because otherwise it would have been a quest for something. they a quest to find their father, you know, in a hole form somewhere. And they had and to have them have him on, him- on dog leash. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole did laugh every time he walked a little bit too far and then it pulled back a little bit. 
The pants were important too. The pants, the pants helped uh, Ian realize his powers early on, and the pants also helped save them in a task later on when they were trying to get to the end goal. The pants had a pivotal role in the whole. I'm not saying the pants weren't important. I'm just saying that (laughs) the pants were not my favorite character. It's hard to be the favorite character when they don't have a single line, and they have to communicate by. They don't have. Uh, yeah and yeah but he dances I mean, poorly he spent a lot of time sleeping in the van so like, <laughs> you can't tell if he's sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway uh where am i with characters uh, who else is there the, the ancillary i like the character of the Manticore. whatever the dragon lady person <laughs> yeah um I I like all that. I like that it's a weird Chuck E. Cheese at, at one point. <laughs> uh, I was feeling more into... TGI Fridays with a mascot. I get kind the, of... I get the mascot kind of thing is I, I was, but I helped with Nicole. I said, flair. look at those lights above those tables. That's fucking like straight up Applebee's like chili <laughs> shit. <laughs> it totally was. Well, and when they first walked in, you I mean, there's got to be a, a, a screenshot of this somewhere. But when they first walk in, the um when the boys first walk into that place, there's you know the meme with the girl and the birthday cake, the one that I sent you actually yeah. for your birthday. Yeah, I swear she, I swear she was That's in what it. They were doing. I swear she was a yes in that very first <laughs> because she's like, oh my god, it's the meme family. Oh my god, this is the um, scene. That's the scene I get they, in though. The Manticore like uh, TGI Fridays yeah. is where I. For, like I, I'm like I start to get into the movie because up till then I'm like I'm still trying to feel it out and like like get on board with all these characters. But once we're in the Manticore world for to the end, I'm I'm on board from then. Now I'm okay. I'm I don't I don't mind the movie the whole time. I don't. It doesn't take me a while to get on board. The only it takes me only a little time to get used to like the elfin ears and things like that. But otherwise, I just think see them as like regular people. And I do like the scene when they're being stopped by the cops and the pants are drunk and um <laughs> he ha- they have to pretend to be the Flint Lockwood Mr. T character guy. Not Flint and, Lockwood. I know you've you know, been calling him that for years, but I, I know. Um. but and then and when he's lying every time he lies you know part of him becomes back to his regular and i like that i like the way that looks every time that he he is his arm is now exposed or his leg is exposed i like that um it leads to an emotional punch later it's not it's it's used well yeah 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 it actually does it's a very important part of of their relationship how the development of that um yeah i like the characters i'm going to give the characters i'm going to give the characters a four so uh, I won't harp too much on the characters. We spent a good amount of time on them. Uh, I like our two leads quite a bit and like them more as we go. Uh, I like that they're yes. f- they're friendly. Like, they, they have their problems with each other, but it's very small. And really, the older brother doesn't have much of a problem with the younger brother. It's the younger brother, you know, the older brother's embarrassing at times. Like, he's like like a father kind of would be embarrassing uh which we'll get to later on um right the mom is yeah refreshingly involved which is really nice it's really good to see her involved and when i you know i think nicole asked if i was ever inserted not with the brother relationship but how each of the brothers react with their mom that is relatable i did feel the mom to 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 son like the way like he shut the, the the one guy's got the music blaring in the room and she says it smells and she's like the oh, longest gap year i'm like that's that feels like a 
a mother of boys relationship <laughs> kind of thing there. Like, there's just a lot of little things like that here. The, the, the crazy roughhousing in the house for no reason, and then she has to, she has to like kind of be him and the mom. <laughs> she has to be in it, but also be like, this is dumb. It's like she has to walk the line. I, I, this is there's, right. there's a lot of good stuff in there with that. I, I'm glad she's so involved. Corey the Manticore, very good. She she is she has to be good because she's at the pivotal moment in the movie where I decide if I'm not feeling it or if i'm if i jump on board and i just looked up who that was i didn't know who it was octavia spencer her girl she's in a lot of stuff oh she's in a lot of good again. stuff not recognizable voice wise like it doesn't sound like her in anything no. else i've seen her and we've, we've seen a good amount of octavia spencer no she's really good her character is fun um i like all them that we won't do much more on the the TGI Manticore Tavern. Um, uh, Colt Bronco, not too much to say on him that hasn't been said. The pants we've already kind of discussed. Uh, the pawn shop owner. I guess the only character we haven't discussed, and this is very Mama K of me to say a non-character character is a character, but the van... Uh-oh. The van. The van. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> what was her name? Gwendolyn. Genevieve. Genevieve. <laughs> Whatever. It's a, yes. Um. It gets she. That van gets the first tears in this movie for me because we we haven't talked a whole lot about the trials of this movie. Is uh, they are on their way to finding the jewel. Ian is slowly learning his powers, and he can't quite summon the lightning power, the big one that he needs, the big one at the end of the book, uh, to stop the police cars from coming when they're really close to their goal, but they're they're getting chased. Um, oh yeah. So so Barley sac- chooses to sacrifice. Uh, chooses to what's her name again? I'm sorry. Guinevere. 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 I was, I was, I was uh, Gwendolyn that time, so I was closer. Guinevere. He puts the the tape in. He like pets her to the side, and then the the fucking thing. He puts the thing on the the gas pedal, and it takes off towards the mountain because they have to cause a big rock slide to to stop the cops. And the 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 parking tickets all fly out, and the music's blasting. <laughs> and I and I'm la- I'm laughing. Liberating. I am truly laugh crying at this point. Like it's really funny because this truck with, and they zoom in on the on the unicorn painted on the side. It's and yes, it's I, I almost. I, I don't know what that says, but I was like actually tearing up there. I'm like, oh, this fucking van is just get, sacrificing itself. <laughs> it's so. It's it, at that moment I was like, oh man, Pixar, you fucking do it, it's doing it again. I thought this was gonna be. I thought this was good. Up to then, I was like, okay, it's at least good. But I thought it might be more of like a mediocre Monsters University Cars level good. No, this is like, mm, it's taking off. Yeah. It's getting good. Uh, those are the first tier. So I wanted to give a shout out to to my girl. Uh, Gwen, Gwenda, Guinevere, <laughs> Guinevere. <laughs> I can't remember your name, oh but gosh. I remember what you did. Uh, the characters are a three-five. Having said all that, um, I agree with the uh, all the somewhat <laughs> conventional nature of the characters. They're just done really well, which is Pixar's bread and butter. Conventional things yeah. add a twist, make it better. Um, visual and sound. I go back to you, Mama K. What do you got for that? Pixar does what Pixar does best, and they do it really well in this movie. It, there were times when I was watching it where I almost felt like I was like not watching an animated film, uh, and you part of it for, did have I think to do I lost with my body. You've been saying that's you've been you've been getting yeah, into same with in a very different way though. I mean, I in in a yeah in a very different way. Just that it felt it it looked so real. I lost my body felt real. Um, this looked real when Guinevere loses her license plate and bumper. Yep, when it they looked go off like the, the new track or whatever. It, yeah. Yeah, when they're getting ready to off-road, where they're, um, you know, he's taking his brother's advice, and um, it just, 
for a second there, I had to do the, this is animated. This is not real. Um, you can really, you know, not, maybe not feel that in this movie. If you're thinking, I can't get behind a centaur boyfriend for the mom. And I can't get behind the fact that everybody has elf ears and also pants. But it's like, you kind of forget about that a little bit. And Pixar pulls you into it and they do it with really good storytelling, but really good filmmaking and really, you know, nice soundtrack pieces when they're having the pants off dance off situation with the dad. Mm -hmm. The music is so spot on. It's so the music of that pants man's generation. And, um, it, when they go into the, uh, the, the TGI Friday, Chuck E. Cheese, everything is just so, you know, you, you're, you're right there with it. Even though there are things that are, even the high school, I really was like this. I, I, I felt like I was watching something that was not animated. It sounds so strange to say, but, um, just really good. And the, the minor characters that they have throughout the, the film, the the kids in the school, and then uh, the giant dragon guy at the end. Um, just really good. Um, what was the other thing that I was thinking of? I am sure that if you were to go through with this with a fine-tooth comb, there would be so many Easter eggs in it that it'd be crazy because there was a lot of... Yeah, I was looking for little, that and then I gave up because there was so much stuff. So yeah. much. There was so much stuff. A lot of minutiae. And it was like, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff in here. And... Um, I, I did spend some time looking for that too. And then also just said, relax, just finish, you know, just watch the movie. So I'm for visual and sound. I'm, you know, Pixar does it, does it well. I'm going to give it a four or five. What do you got? Mama K or me or Mama K. What do you got? Nicole? <laughs> I'm Mama K. <laughs> um, no, that, I don't think that what you're saying is weird at all. I can see, I can totally see where you're coming from with the, it does look realistic. It's just so amazing what they can do with the technologies of making animated films. Like it doesn't look animated at all. Like these could be legitimate blue people with elf ears, you know? <laughs> um, right. Um, I, I like, the thing that really impressed me was the setting. I was just, I really, they didn't take it over the top with like the mushroom houses. It didn't look like Smurfs or something, you know? It looked like legitimate homes, even though they were mushrooms because they live in some weird place. But at the same time, there's a city that they drive through. It looks like New York City or something. They're on freeways and right. there's there's little sprites like what is this place <laughs> and that's what was most intriguing to me is i'm trying to figure out what is this time period why is this little city still stuck as as a mushroom dwellings but inside she's got like a flat screen tv it just the the, the culmination right. of everything was just really intriguing to, to watch and i thought that was a great i don't i don't think of many things that have that same scene scenery pieces as this so it was it was new to me and i i liked it a lot i just thought that that was that's what really grasps me the most with with the visual and sound um i like the you're right everything looks so real like um <laughs> when when they when they turn on and they turn on the the air conditioning in the van and everything's blowing yes. around <laughs> like that looks like yes. that could really happen it's just the 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 strong point in this whole thing is that this could this feels so believable that they're doing magic and it feels so believable that they have to find their dad's 
top half of his body. Um, so I, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four point five. Also, I think that it was just really great. I'll start with uh, my my negatives first because they're 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 more general. Um, when you guys say some of the elements feel repeating for plot and character wise, and I somewhat agree, this is actually where I feel more of the rep- repetition is the visual and sound. Um, though it is a new and unique looking world, the characters and like the settings. I want them to do a little more. The ones that are stand out, when I keep saying the Manticore pub, it stands out because that is like something so different and weird that I hadn't expected to see. Up until that point, kind of feels somewhat conventional across the world. It kind of just feels like regular world with these other types of characters in them, with the with these mythical characters in them, which is nice to see the mythical characters. That's the twist. But And I think that's when I first saw this trailer, I was like, oh, I don't know if like this magical world looks that magical. It doesn't, I, I want the, the add in that makes it like, I want all those little clever twists on well, reality. I think that's what the thing is that they're saying that the magic is not necessary anymore. And it's been dying. It's a dying thing in this, right. in this town. Like it's, they don't have it anymore. But that is another big part of the plot. And the, and the thing as we go through the movie is everyone slowly learns to reuse their magic powers. The pixie bikers learn to use their wings. as just the manticore. The, right. the cop learns to run at 70 miles an hour again. He doesn't need a car. And Oh my God, with that hair. With the hair, with the flowing <laughs> Fabio the, hair. The Fabio yeah. hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> that was a no for me, dog. <laughs> when, when, when Ian learns to use his uh, magical, pa- magical staff powers and the way he gets his staff at the end, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But um, that's more nitpicky as in like, if this came out 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it would be, yeah, of course, blow me away five. But we've seen a lot, and I feel like this has some good stuff in it that are is unique, but it's not enough to over overtake the edge. Some things I did really like, though, which we haven't talked about yet, the, the over the cavern scene, over the uh, the bottomless trench, uh, where, where Ian has to yeah. walk across the trench uh, mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to the, the drawbridge to pull it down. It's kind of midpoint of their adventure. Nicole kind of test, and I'm sure Mama K will believe, that my hands were... Very sweaty during that scene. That's the part. That's the part where I agree with you. Looking good, like that trench look bottomless. The whole steps over open air is terrifying, and you know, you know, he's gonna make it. But yeah. still, it doesn't matter. You get you get sweaty palmed on that stuff. Um, it's a four for me. It's a solid outing. Nothing bad or ugly or dumb looking. Um, just nothing that blows me away. But f- I, mean, I love the four is nothing like the. Scoffing the Iron Maiden style music too that he plays in the van like you know he's a total, yeah. yeah we didn't like, talk a lot about sound but you're awesome right. Dungeons and Dragons yeah. nerd like no offense yeah. to anybody I think it's amazing that they picked somebody like this for a film but like he his his stereotype was so perfect I loved it no we didn't talk much about music but you're right the the, the yeah his his what do we call it wizard rock which is like rock, yeah. anyone who listens <laughs> yeah. to like coheed and cambria i don't know what else yeah. to call it but it's like wizard it's like the dragon fortress comes at night <laughs> but it's got like that heavy like like heavy like <laughs> it's, it's I, don't, great. I don't know what else to call it other than the it's wizard tenacious rock. d yeah exactly. it kind of is it's tenacious d's but that's, that's, that's like which the brings her back version. to the jack black theme of the character yeah, yeah it is a little it is a little Little yep. Kyle Gas, Jack Blackie. Um, yeah, four for me there. Yep. So let's get into the end of this movie and the resonance and feel. So the end of their journey, they're going down this river, the giant Cheeto Puff, which we haven't talked about, but it's too much to talk They're on a hot Cheeto. They're riding. Why is it not disintegrating? Well, they needed something that would float. No. I guess that's just, that's I mean, it's, I maybe it's of. big enough to not, whatever. It's You can't think too hard about a movie with, well. with, with the main characters are elves. <laughs> it's all right. um, 
I understand. Maybe maybe in this version of the world, the Cheeto Puffs do not dissolve in your mouth as easily as uh, <laughs> as the ones in our world do. They get to the end of the river. They 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 go through the final challenge. They face the green cube. Or not the final challenge, but they face the green blob cube. What does he call it? Uh, gelatinous the, cube. The gelatinous cube, which yeah. dissolves everything. I thought that was a pretty funny visual when we saw that. The pants helps them get out of the water trap. Uh, and they burst through the top of where they need to go. And it's just a storm drain at the oh, high school shit. that they go to. Yeah. Uh, they're right across from the beginning. That was so disappointing. Was. <laughs> so disappointing. It was like it was like oh, and as soon as this happened, I don't point. I mean, I didn't say disappointing was the right word for me, but I was like oh, it was right in front of you all along. Like that's the theme, because um, it really is uh. all right in front of all the, all along. Because when uh, when is. they get in a fight, Ian and, and Barley, Ian's like, I shouldn't have listened to you. I should have. We should have just stayed on the path. I, we shouldn't have followed these Raven speaks. This is a bunch of, bit, bunch of red herrings and not the right quest or whatever. Barley goes up to the little uh, that's exactly fountain. what they're supposed to do. What do you mean? That's exactly what they had to do. Yeah, it is. But like at this yeah. point, if you're Ian, you're thinking they just wasted a day and now they're not. Oh, gonna, like, yeah. If sure. you're him in his right. shoes. But Barley's like, I'm not giving up. I'm going up to the little statue across the street from the school, which we saw in that little video in the beginning that he was trying to save as a cultural heritage site. We get our uh, obligatory John Ratzenberg cameo. Hey, you guys can't go near the statue or whatever he says. Um, <laughs> that was and- really good. <laughs> I, I'm an okay. I feel like you've done him before and we also said it was very good. I, yeah, I do the same thing every time I do yeah. like, Hey, don't happened. go over there. Like, it's, just, it's the same thing every time. Uh, say, nothing tops ham or the abominable snowman from Monsters, Inc. Uh, but he finds out that in that little fountain statue, Barley does, that uh, that you could place that little star cube thing that they got from the other, the other, the end of the quest. You insert it in there, and then the gem is revealed. But, of course, the gem is cursed. We find that out from Manticore in another cutscene from way back. Uh, it summons this giant demon dragon, which... Uh, a great visual we haven't yeah. talked about yet, but the the dragon pulls a bunch <laughs> of parts from the school away, and the face of the dragon is the cartoon dragon mascot. So it's this, so it's this good. real. You know what it reminded me of? Okay, it reminded me of the sea serpent face from the old submarine ride from from Disney uh, before it was Finding Nemo. Oh Avenger. yeah, a, that used to scare the crap. Oh of yeah, the, still nightmares. Like, yeah, I remember, like, like that's still the scariest thing in Disneyland of all time. Um, the the old <laughs> for people who don't remember before the Finding Nemo submarine adventure, there was a finding or there's another submarine adventure before that and at the end 20,000 leagues under the is sea is that what it was 20,000 leagues and there yeah. was at the end of it a very long green sea serpent and his face looked very similar to the face in this I'm not going to say they ripped it from there but uh, <laughs> it reminded me of it uh, but so they, they do the bi- big final showdown they have to summon the father uh, with stone uh, Ian does and Barley kind of watches over it Barley's not super useful here in the climax uh, Laurel and and uh, Corey the Manticore show up they do battle with the dragon Again, the whole final thing I is... I like that, though. He told him not to. He... I mean... Right. They have the discussion. I, I really appreciate how that played out. Yeah. To, um, to let him give him his last goodbye. Because they set that up for us, too, where he said, I never got to say goodbye. Right. That's right. our whole thing in the movie. Ian's been our main protagonist, but as Nicole said, Barley, we get the little story earlier that his fourth memory, which we have not really heard much about, is that uh, after, after the father was sick, and this is another, like like kind of dark like kids older for kids thing where it's like he had all these tubes hooked yeah. up to him like tubes hooked up to him is a very older person thing to picture. i don't think if i were five i picture a tubes hooked up like it's a very specific image and he was kind of afraid didn't want to yeah. confront and uh, as nicole said ian is graceful gives 
Barley the chance to see his father and have that closure because Ian never really knew him. He gets that flashback right before this, and I'll let you guys talk about that, about his whole life with Barley. Um, I'll, I'm sure you guys will have things to say about that. But the final thing is they defeat the dragon, the the, the mom, Manticore, and and, uh, and Ian, confident now in his magic. Uh, there is one last goodbye between Barley and the father, which we'll discuss in Resonance Feel in a second. And then we get to the, the end end uh, where uh, they just kind of have their their um family together everyone with the flowing fabio hair uh with the with the with the police <laughs> officer everyone's kind of learned to like be in touch with their roots and be better to each other and like, appreciate what they have you know general lessons learned um right. i'll go back to you mama k is that who i'm on am i right sure sure so I'm wrong. Sure, that sounds That's great. That's fine. Okay, what do you think no, of I the resonance? I don't even know. What do you feel of the resonance? I wasn't keeping track. I was so distracted by the flowing hair of the <laughs> of the the boyfriend. That was so unex. That might have, might have been the most unexpected thing in this whole movie, um, and unwelcome. I would say the pawn shop um, owner for me was the most jarring thing. <laughs> in a good in a good way, but jarring. Like I was like in a good way. Oh, this yeah. fucking ancient ass lizard. What is this? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, the end just basically punches you right in the feels, takes your heart out, shows it to you, and, you know, tries to put it back where it belongs. It's just, what is happening? They show, you know, the flashback. They, it's basically, you know, um, you, you've had your dad with you all the time in the form of your older brother, you know, and it was just like, oh i'm dying and he's thinking about all the times that they were together you know growing up as little kids in the pool and uh just goofing around in their rooms and it's just i'm sobbing i'm thinking that other people around me are sobbing it's just like wow this is really i mean this is really real and really good um and you know ending it on that note is just i i don't think when I said in the beginning that I think this is more of an adult film, I don't think kids are going to get what is happening at the end of this movie at all. No, but you they're going to see funny dragon he... face and big fight and like it, you know? Yeah. Funny it's, dragon it's face. It's not like there's nothing good, for kids and... here. It's not like it's pure adult. Like funny dragon face and mom doing like aerobics yeah. across its back to stab it. Like that's kids will find that funny. Yeah. It, it just feels like it's way, it's way more adulty than, than kid can then kitty i mean um so you know that happens and and he's kind of he's peeking and the younger brother um ian is peeking and seeing uh you know the the little the last little um transaction between the dad and and his brother and it's really just so it's really so beautiful and um if you didn't feel anything else in the movie, and then if you don't feel this, you're a dead person. But if you didn't feel anything else <laughs> in the movie, you're a pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, you're you're worse than that pair of pants, honestly. Um, you're worse than a pair of pants. Because a pair of pants. <laughs> don't do it. Um, so I, you know, resonance and feel for me that pumps it right up because I was I was in the film and I was like this is fine this is Pixar fair and I'm loving it um and that's a four for me and then at the end I was like oh this is yeah this pumps it up for me because the whole movie didn't land like that for me I can't give it a five but it was definitely a four and a half and I loved I love the way that I love what they did that it they everything worked for this ending I wish it could have you know brought me along for the ride a little bit harder but I was there for the end what do you got Nicole 
Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say with that. I mean, this the ending was was one of the best endings that I've seen in a long time for, for yeah. like a, a movie, especially like a cartoon like this. Um, I I know that me and Brendan were both sobbing too. So I mean, it, goes it was off. just it was such a the thing that hit me so hard was when he came back and he said. You know what did, he, yeah. what did he say to you? And and he told him what he said. and he also wanted me to give you this. I gave him a hug, and I'm about to cry right now because. It yeah, was I just, know. Me too. That's why I didn't want to say a, that part because I was oh, gonna cry. You pulled your glasses up and was wiping. Moment. I was like, yes, yeah, because you. So I'll cry more often than you. So when you cry too, I'm like, yes, good. <laughs> it was such a beautiful moment, and you know he just so desperately really wanted his little brother to be there with him too, and. You know, Ian wanted to be there with his great brother, but when he was going through his his memories of of the brother of B, that's his father figure, and that was just a, such a beautiful thing too. And even if he's just sitting there with a pair of pants, he knows that the pants the, the pants knew like this was his <laughs> this was his life. Knew. You know, it was so great. Um, I if we could just base it off of that, just exactly how Mama K explained that. I mean, that would give you a five obviously um but i have to agree like i really i really enjoyed this movie a lot i thought it was really fun thought it was very lighthearted, and i was i appreciated the way that they took the ad uh ad, you know the the adversities and all that they had to face like they didn't make it ridiculous they went through them quickly the pants got out safe every time they got out safe every time i liked that i didn't want there to be any mishaps of oh my god the pants are behind the wall and you know we we couldn't open the door like they made it happen quickly and smooth and i appreciated that so you know that that made it very much easier to watch um and like brennan said earlier i was i appreciated the length because that they didn't drag it out longer than it had to do you like movies that are designed for children attention spans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm not afraid to say that because I want I want the best of it condensed into something reasonable. I don't want to sit there for two and a half hours watching unnecessary pieces to get to the to the end result of what this was. If there was anything else added into this, it really could have detracted from that. I would have been out of it, and it just wouldn't have felt the same. So um, I'm going to give this a 4.5 as well. It's too bad he didn't do the Irishman with us because that was three and a half hours. I've, I made it very clear that I was not going to. So, <laughs> uh, not much more to add to you guys' stuff. Uh, very, I echo the same sentiments. Um, in in a lesser movie, this would be like a three and a half. In a top notch Pixar film, this would be a five. Um, but it's it's not quite either. But it definitely leans more of towards high quality Pixar. So it's a four or five for me as well. The only scene that I don't think we've really mentioned at the end is the way they choose to do the ending. So we've already seen that. Barley is the one who gets to say goodbye to the father, and we get it through Ian's perspective because Ian has been our protagonist who we've been following in his shoes this whole time. And, and right. it's not very typical, and I think it's the strongest way they could have done it is we don't see the father up close. We see him talking to Barley in the distance. There are silhouettes in the fading right. sunset, as we know he will fade away in seconds. I don't. I like that we don't get like a final struggle and like I gotta go see him real quick. I like that they know like no, we literally have seconds. He needs to have closure. And he, he gives his older, he, like, it really is a gut punch when, like, you haven't had your closure with your father, but you've been, like, a father to me, like, my whole life. A brother and a father. Like, he gets the flashback to all the things he's taught him. It's really solid 
gift that Ian can give to his older brother to help him get closure. Um, and the way it's done in the in the in the little in the rubble while the sun sets, we get a brief things of the mom and the manticore approvingly in the distance. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's the third or fourth cry moment, probably the biggest one. Uh, it does, but like I said, it's, yeah. it's a four or five because it doesn't hit that five. Five is reserved for the I call it wept like an insane person tier. Uh, Pixar films like uh, Coco, Toy Story two. Uh, up like they all have wept like an insane mm-hmm. person moments where like i'm sobbing uncontrollably for several minutes uh this doesn't hit that tier but it hits the the teary-eyed moments multiple times easy four or five for me as well we are at the end here i will start with you nicole would you recommend onward i i definitely would recommend this it's i feel like it's pretty different than other pixar films i think that they took a little bit of a of a step into a different direction. We've got a whole new realm of, of characters and um, heart, going back to the beginning of our conversation here of using two brothers, two male figures that with a single mom, uh, not single, but uh, you know, a mom present is really an important family dynamic that we needed to bring into this because they don't show that often. They show mom and dad and daughter or two daughters or something of that nature so often in in cartoon films and um you know to get this different perspective and and scenery is was really cool to see um and i mean i just loved that ending so much it was just really touching and um you know to leave it to leave on a good note like that and to really feel uh excited about what i just watched is is special to me so i definitely recommend it what do you think mama k I have to admit that when I've, you know, the year or so that it's been that we've known that this movie's coming out and we're seeing previews and things like that, I was really skeptical about it because all I could think of is that it's an otherworldly thing. And that is not... You don't like that. Outside of, like, science... No, outside of science fiction, I I don't really like that. I don't... I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings and I didn't watch the hbo throne show game of thrones um the hbo it's just throne kind of, show yeah I, as we all sorry, know i couldn't think of the name of no, none of us watch it either. i couldn't it's think fine. of the name none of us on the show yeah. none of our hosts watch game of thrones so send your hate mail yeah i mean okay. that's just not i i don't i'm not into that fantasy realm kind of stuff um you know when there was card games and things like go- that going on i was so happy that you know, you were into Pokemon as opposed to like Magic the Gathering or something. Well, like I almost that. was. We uh, went which... into a D and D shop once, and I remember <laughs> you very clearly steering me out of the store as the man explained to me how the fighting works. And I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And then you were like, "Nope, get out of here. No more, no more painted plastic minifigures fighting on an imaginary course." And I was like, "You really changed okay, my life." I think that may have. <laughs> You 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 tend to tell me frequently that that's one of the seminal moments in your life. So yeah, between that, um, the you letting I'm, go of my balloon, and the balloon of, of, of yeah, the times you steer I mean, my life. Like, you did a good job as a parent, but there are some times that I remember where I'm like, I think you steered me in the wrong direction at this point in my life. I think well, uh, I was meant to do something made, different. They just make Pixar movies out of those. So I mean, they made up. They made this. Yeah, I got this here, so it clearly it worked out. I'm just saying. Didn't get to do, and but that's just yeah. So having said that, that's not my jam. I was really not. uh, I was really not having high high expectations about this. But um, I once I found out that it was a sibling movie and that it was a brother movie to boot, I was really like ready to give this my my all. And I didn't really have to fight very hard for it. So I think that if 
if you're a Pixar fan, if you're a family fan, if you want the a really great ending to a movie, you got to see this movie. So it's a recommend for me. Yeah, I actually, having given you a bunch of shit for it, uh, I was kind of with you, okay, Thank going you. in. I was a little worried. It didn't look good. It did, Like, if this was a DreamWorks or an Illumination or some other animation studio project... Yeah. I probably wouldn't have even seen this, wouldn't have recommended it to for us to watch. I, we, we would have passed it over. I was like, oh, Pixar, th- the chances of them making something shitty are just so low that like, I was like, yeah, give it a try. Uh, glad I did. It's it's solid. It's not um, the best picture I've seen. It's not in the worst either. It's kind of in the middle for me. I'm curious, you guys, We, I mean, it's three recommends across the board. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh Ranking wise, is this like a top five, top ten, bottom half, top? How would you like insert? I, I'm not asking for a definitive mm-hmm. ranking. I know I like quantitative opinions, it's, but like it's pretty in general. Middle, where does this go? It's pretty middle for me, honestly. I there's some that I just adore and could watch over and over again. I could definitely see this another time, but it won't stack up to some of the others that I just love so much. But at the same time, it's not some of the worst. We know some of the worst. We discussed that last time. What are some of the other Pixar ones you could kind of compare similar area of your rankings to? Because I think there's a general tier. There's like a general top five to ten. And then there's like a general... Ratatouille and, you know, things that... I I don't... I mean, Ratatouille is what I would probably put this with. Okay. I like it. Mm. I like it. Some people have that very high. I could watch it again, but it's not the worst. Okay. Mama K, where would you put this in in your Pixar pantheon? Yeah, Ratatouille is one of my favorites. Um, That's why I I said that I'm like, yeah, a lot of people like Ratatouille. I don't know why. I'm with Nicole. I think it's pretty middling. Yeah, I don't really have, I mean, I have a, a really high opinion of, of Pixar, so there's a lot of really good Pixar for me. And then there's... Um, oh, yeah, if you're the like 15th the Midland... best Pixar movie, you're still probably like an A minus B plus. Yeah, exactly. And this is probably more like in the Cars family for me, uh, which I know that you're not a fan of. No, they're uh, bad. But I'm not going to stick it. I'm not going to stick it in the Wally world, which is the lowest of the Pixar movies. You mean movies the highest, so... according to everyone except for you two? Well, that's perfectly fine, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I it said them all article after article after article of Wally being ranked number one <laughs> over and over, and then when I ran on number ones, I gave them all the top fives, and it was just endless. Yeah. it was it was all night because There's there are so, so much, many people who love Wally. There was so much deleting of articles that day; it was amazing. Um, <laughs> no one puts yeah, Wally at the bottom story... except for you. You're the only one on the planet. <laughs> story wise, I love the story. I think that I just I have a little you know dip in the fantasy world for me so that was that's what that's what does it yeah it's a middle of the middle of the road um pixar movie i guess my tier would be like the bugs life uh finding dory monsters university kind of tier like that middle that middle-ish like eh, either it was a sequel of a really good movie or it was you know just kind of an experimental okay film um yeah, I don't really think we have any more to say there. Maybe we should just do a picture picks our retrospective so everyone can get an idea of where we... Because we are kind of all over the place on our... <laughs> it's pretty much you, the three of us on... Uh, this isn't really a Jess area of uh, expertise, so maybe we'll maybe we'll do a Pixar retrospective coming up here just so we can we can iron, out, iron like out our details. And now that they're all available pretty much on um, Disney+, Plus, yeah, there's, Disney still, Plus. there's some I haven't seen. I haven't seen Good Dinosaur still. I mean, people said that's bad, but I, I can't imagine it's terrible. <laughs> I imagine it's still pretty solid, so... 
we'll have to go back and do well, that. It's Pixar. Coming up in March, uh, we were looking forward to Onward, but we were also looking forward to A Quiet Place Part 2. We're also looking forward to Mulan, despite its somewhat uh, messy uh, messy talk. And uh, I think a week from today, when you are hearing this, we'll do our first uh, film. I don't know what we're calling it yet, so we, it's a working title, but every month one of our <laughs> hosts will suggest a film or a documentary or a web series of clips or just some sort of thing to watch (laughs) it's literally that general uh and they'll force the other three hosts to watch it and we will talk about it for one of our one of our things uh we're we're trying something new out (laughs) it can literally be like like a a like the godfather or it could be a string of tiktok clips or it could be cat videos or it could be a documentary short that we've never done i mean it it could be literally anything mama k gets the first pick she will be revealing what she is picking on our next episode which will be coming out on thursday so stressful so tune in for our thursday episode if you want to hear what mama k is picking and forcing the rest of us to watch and you do and you gotta remember mama (laughs) k i mean anything you pick the next pick could be retaliated against you um but yeah, and it has to be streaming. I mean, it has to be available. That's yes. the thing. Is Our the, only rule is has to be yeah. available free, whether that's on the major streaming platforms yeah. or YouTube or, you know, just somewhere free is the point. Yeah, um, that took out my number one pick, just so you know. But yeah. we'll, we'll discuss that later. We will discuss that later. Tune into Thursday's episode to hear what Mama K picked and tune in next Monday to, fi- to hear us talk about that thing. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> we are trying out some new show formats. We're coming up on our one year anniversary. That's why we're kind of trying some new stuff out. We're going to stick with these full 45 minute to an hour reviews for most films. That'll be the majority of our episodes because I know that's kind of what we do here. Films with the Women of My Life, if you want to get in contact with us, though, you can reach out to me individually. I'm always on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, and you can email the show at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thank you for being on yeah. for Onward. Good one. Good one. You're welcome. Good one. Maybe the best film of 2020 we've seen so far, because 2020 is very young, and uh, most of it has not been good. I mean, there's been a couple, but honestly... <laughs> Until next time, everyone, this is Brennan signing off. Thanks for listening.